Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Boy, how good it is to see you in person. I've got you in my spirit every day. I cover you in prayer. These are... Uh, perilous uh, times we're in, and you know, thank God, I don't know anybody who's sick, and I know a few, don't know anybody who's sick, we praise the Lord for that, and uh, give Him thanks and praise, and still, if you do the numbers, less than 1%, in fact, only about a half of 1% of the citizens of our, our state have tested positive for the virus. Uh, the media would kind of lead you to believe that it's right outside your door ready to jump on you. There's no doubt it is real and it is nasty, but I praise the Lord for His restraining power. I praise the Lord for His restraining power. And uh, thank you. We should never be afraid. We should always be wise. And uh, the Holy Spirit guides us in what we can and should do about that. Father, we just commit the message to you today. We pray you'd be honored, glorified, and lifted up. And we uh, offer continually our praises to you. You are our God. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there's no question that this world can feel like it's kind of coming apart at the seams. All you have to do is turn on your TV or engage in social media. Our nation and the body of Christ, the church, is being shaken today. And you know, when anything gets shaken, things come to the surface that you don't see until they get shaken. And uh, regardless of the agitator, and the agitation that is bringing things to the surface, we have an opportunity to bring them before the Lord and to ask the Lord, what do I need to see about myself? What do I need to see about what you would have me to do? Remember this now, uh, we are not citizens of this earth primarily. Uh, yes, we have citizenship in this country, but I want to remind you, uh, as First Peter uh, chapter 2 says in verse 11, Beloved, I, I beg you as a sojourner and a pilgrim, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul, and having conduct that is honorable. We, we are, Colossians 3 says it very clearly, our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, we're citizens of a kingdom that has a king. Physically, as long as we live on this earth, we have a citizenship in this nation and therefore responsibilities. But never forget that our citizenship, and when all this stuff starts uh, just bearing down on you and overloading your soul, remember the end of the book, we win. And remember, 
that we are citizens of, an, of a kingdom that is eternal. It is, it is never going to be destroyed, ripped apart, or divided. But while we're here, we have an assignment to be agents of that kingdom. And what a remarkable opportunity God has given us. Now, just by way of brief review from last week, we talked about the deep roots that are <clears throat> coming to the surface in our nation right now. And, uh, you know, uh, the deep roots have to do with prejudging on the basis of things that may be external or internal. There's a whole lot more uh, prejudice. Uh, you can be prejudiced against somebody because of their age, their gender, their skin color, where they went to school, um, their political persuasion. Any number of things can cause prejudice to be revealed and to prejudge somebody's value or motives based on those things. But the Lord tells us that we are one in Christ Jesus, and that we're to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and I'll get to that in a minute. But we also said last week, we always get in trouble if we don't look through the right lens. The right lens is the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is full of life and power. It is able to divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and listen to this, and the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the motives, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when I go before the Word of God, the power of that living Word, that Word that has life in it, has the ability to do its job, and that is not only to provide life and power to me in my inner man, but to discern what my thoughts and my motives are. That's a sobering passage, isn't it? So we need to understand and make the lens out of which we view life and every issue of life and every person to be the Word of God. Jesus said, John 8, 31 and 32, if you'll abide in my Word, you'll know the truth. If you'll abide in my Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We also found out last week very plainly in Ephesians 6, 12, that our struggle is not with people. Did you know that? Your real struggle and my real struggle is not with people. Our struggle is with principalities and powers and world forces of this darkness. And so we ought not to be engaged in always fighting people. We ought to go before the throne of God and receive our identity and recognize that the battle is won in the heavenlies. That's the key to the battle. Of course we have responsibilities on the earth to do things we need to do. But the real battle is not with flesh and blood. So there are some things we said last week that we need uh, to do, and by, by brief way of review, I'll, I'll um, go over those. Let's start with, with love. Do you know, 
Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So if I don't operate in love, what am I doing to the Holy Spirit? Disregarding His witness, right? Insulting Him. So if I don't operate in love toward anybody and everybody, if I don't stop the the prejudging, the prejudice, I violate the love of God on the inside of me. So the Lord would say, I want you to, to, to receive the baptism of my love poured out in your heart. Not sprinkled, poured out in your heart. So many times what I have to do is say, Lord, thank you for the witness of the Spirit. I receive the love of God poured out of my And that love is patient and kind, does not seek its own way. Are you with me? That's the description of love. The love of God. We can't change anybody. We can't make somebody come over to our way of thinking. But we can be agents through which the Lord, by His love, draws all people to Himself. You know, Romans says that it was the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. I don't know about you, but when I was saved, what really drew me to the Lord was His mighty love and His forgiveness and His grace and His kindness. It was not that He was going to get me if I didn't repent. It was the love of God that drew me in there. And we need to recognize, let me just say it like this. I try to tell the ministers under me, you can win arguments and lose people. I learned as a, um, I'm not going to call myself old, I've learned as a seasoned man, Dr. Penn, I've learned as a seasoned man that if I am talking with somebody that already has their mind up, I don't waste my breath. Love is the love of God will eventually win over anything and everything. The love of God, Jeff. It's what draws people to the Lord. We said last week that that love is a love that reaches out. We, we, we challenged ourselves last week. <clears throat> Get out of your comfort zone and your ordinary routines and connect with somebody who's not like you. Love breaks down barriers. It, it, it is a force that is greater than any force in the universe. It's the love of God. But today I want to tell you what the Lord has been telling me this week, and that is <clears throat> that as we, we live during this, these times of prejudice and pandemic, the key to walking free and in victory over both of these things, pandemic, prejudice, is to see yourself the way the Lord sees you. Your own self-image is the key to breaking all that bondage off of you. All the anger and the rage that is going on today, there would be none of that if somebody saw themselves the way the Lord sees them. See, you can go to the Lord and you don't have to fight to have your voice heard. The kingdom of heaven is open to your cry right now. 
you have access before the God of the universe. Don't get all caught up in who's not listening to you. Get caught up in who is listening to you because he's the one that makes all the difference. Our self-image is really part of the, a great part of the issue in how we deal with things. I've made it a point to reach out to minorities in our, in our and I, I, I'm uncomfortable even calling people minorities. I just don't see them that way. I don't see black and white. I, I see them as my sons and daughters. But I, in talking to them, I, I found out, in fact, Jeremiah and I uh, were talking over the last few days as we do frequently, and I, I asked uh, our minority brothers and sisters, look, if you're, if you're carrying around deep uh, hurts and pains and you want to talk, Dean and I are here to listen, we're here to love, we're here to pray. And uh, Jeremiah said something astounding to me the other day. He said, you know, growing up the way I did in the projects, and uh, he said, I, I went to play football, of course, at the university. And he said, through my life, I was called names, and, and there was prejudice that was lodged against me. But he said, to be honest with you, it never really affected that, me that much because I kept my eyes on who God says I was. I kept my eyes on who Jesus said that I was and how he felt about me. And he said, it just broke that stuff right off of me. He said, I, it just didn't bother me. But that's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. I've experienced prejudice in in ministry and uh, different things that are externals that don't make a hill of beans difference. But I found out this, that when I focused on who God says that I was, I didn't worry about any of that other stuff. If you get your self-image from the master of the universe, why would you let anybody else's opinion affect you? Amen? Keep viewing out of the holy word of God. There's a record right there of how he feels about you. What did we just read? You're a chosen nation. You're a royal priesthood. He's called you as his sons and daughters. If you're sons and daughters, then you're heirs and joint heirs. Did you know that your name is on Jesus' account? That's what a joint heir is. It's got Jesus and you on the account. Do you take advantage of that account and go before the Father on the basis of that? Amen. Um, <clears throat> there is one who is representing you right now before the throne of grace. And your identity is in him. Let's live like it. 
And when we live out of that kind of self-image, then the Holy Spirit is quick to tell us and to show us if we're seeing anybody that we view less than what He sees them. So if I live out of that self-image and that revelation, see, I can, come in, I can come in contact with anybody regardless of their state of life. Rich, poor, powerful, no name, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. It doesn't matter. When I stay, keep my identity in the one who loved me and called me, not only am I not inferior to anybody, I don't see anybody else as inferior to me. It breaks the power of prejudice. So let me ask you a question. Do you see anybody as inferior in value to you? What about the person that waits on you in the restaurant or in the grocery store? What about someone who obviously is not of this nationality. You do understand, don't you, that we're all immigrants. You do understand that, don't you? We all got here from somewhere else eventually down the line. How do you view people? If we're looking into the right mirror of heaven, we not only see ourselves as God's sons and daughters, but we also see if we're viewing anybody else as inferior to the love of God. And so when that happens, we need to quickly repent and receive the love of God poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say this with me. If I don't see everybody the way God sees them, I'm grieving the Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to do that. Amen. So, what would it look like if I could see myself the way God sees me? Well, you know, here, here's just a little thumbnail. I want everybody to say this out loud with me. You ready? According to the Word of God, my Father saw me before I was ever born. He loved me. He chose me. He accepted me in Jesus. He made me an heir and a joint heir. He broke the power of sin off of me. He made me a citizen of heaven. He gave me access to all of heaven's blessings. He gave me victory over the evil one and anything in this world. Let's see, that's a good start right there. I, I made... Some people didn't quite like this statement, and I don't mean any prejudice toward this, but I want to tell you something. I wouldn't drive an hour to have an audience with any political leader of the world, past, present, or future. Why? I've got an audience with the king of the universe. I have an audience with the God of heaven, the God who right now angels are falling down prostrate before him, the God who holds everything in the palm of his hand, the God who is going to, uh, to win every time. 
the God who loves me and gave himself for me. I have an audience with him every day. And none of this other stuff bothers me or affects me one bit. Now the Lord says this, honor those who are in places of authority. Pray for kings and rulers, all of those who are in places of authority. All of those, law enforcement, pray for them. And do you know what? If we would spend less time criticizing and more time praying, we'd see a whole lot more good things happen. Amen. Tell you something else. Let's keep our eyes on God and let's don't fall into the trap of doing things, of, of prejudging people on the basis of externals like their own position. Do you know that there are over 800,000 police officers in the United States? Closing in on a million. There's not but a handful of those who are making serious, evil mistakes. Can I tell you something? There's a whole lot of bad preachers. Yeah, doctors, lawyers, teachers. Do you understand that it's not the position, it's the fragility of our own humanity so don't throw all that away because of the actions of a few. May God have mercy on us if we didn't have the protecting agents of the police of this nation. Amen. God uses them as agents and ministers. Read Romans 13. And we ought to pray for them every day. It doesn't mean they get everything right and neither the ministers and doctors and lawyers and teachers and everybody else. Amen? I was told this week that, Pastor, you, you, you're going to get some opposition, I feel, from what you've been teaching on. I know it. I've already felt it. But I want to tell you something. The only thing I fear is that my Lord, who is my boss, would not be pleased with me. And he's always pleased with the truth spoken in love. Amen? Well, we sure do love you. You're such a blessing to us. We pray for you every day. And I know these are tough times. But, you know, we win. The strength of God is greater than anything we'd ever face. Let's all stand together. Thank you so much for being here today. We have missed you. It's been over three months now. We have missed you, or right at three months. Let's just take a moment now to give the Lord thanks and praise, and let's ask Him to say whatever He wants or needs to say to us.
Father, thank you that you are the solid rock. You never change. Thank you that you are holy and righteous. Thank you that you're full of your love and grace towards us. Give us greater revelation, Lord, of who we are in your eyes. May we focus on the truth, Lord, of how you see us. Know that we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Thank you that we are chosen by God himself. Not in some arrogant position, but out of his grace and forgiveness, we receive it, Lord. I pray for all of those in this church family and all of those around this country in different parts of the world who listen to your word. Bear witness in them, Lord, of the truth. May they see themselves as never before as you see them. Thank you, God, that you're working to show every man and woman on this earth that they're not inferior to anybody, that they're loved by their Father, they're supported by their God. Oh, God. Forgive us for looking at ourselves in the eyes of how somebody else would see us. May we get our focus and keep our focus on what you say. And stand on it and intercede for others based on what you say. We pray this in the mighty and holy name of Jesus our Lord. And all the people said, Amen. Sure love you. We'll see you next time. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.